Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everything in between, welcome to the Kevin Clifton Show. So, here it is. It's that time of year. Strictly Come Dancing is upon us. And I said on my social media for everyone that I'm going to start doing review shows on my podcast, that I'm going to start talking about the show every week, what we like about it and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the launch show was on this weekend. Um, I, I couldn't watch it as it happened on TV because I was working all day and uh, I was trying to rush home to get home in time to watch it, but I didn't make it. So I had to watch it on the iPlayer on catch up. Um, it was a slightly weird experience for me, obviously, just because I've been on the show for the last seven years. Um, everyone keeps asking me, how are you going to feel? How are you going to feel when, when you're watching Strictly? And I said, I've got no idea, really. Because, um, I don't know, I suppose it hasn't 100% hit home yet that I'm not part of it this year. Um, it, was, it was slightly weird because I haven't really watched the show back. Um, in, like, I haven't watched it in a long time. So I joined the show in 2013, so, and, and, and I spent a lot of time at the studio in 2012, even though I wasn't a pro on the show. Um, so I probably haven't really watched it as a fan since 2011. Um, so, it, yeah, and, and then I've been part of it for all these years. So I was looking forward to just watching it as a fan. But obviously now I'm, I have a deeper understanding of it because I know everything that goes on sort of on, on the inside on the show. And I know what everyone's going through. I know what all the pros are feeling. I know how all the celebs are feeling, the, the nervousness around the launch show and the newness of partnerships when they don't know each other yet and all that kind of stuff. The sort of I know that all the pros will be guessing who am I going to be partnered with and, and we'll try and... Um, sort of keep a little score, like a little tally, see how many we get right. Um, but obviously this year it's slightly different because of the whole situation, you know, it's 2020 coronavirus and all of that. Um, so the, there wasn't the normal pairing up of the partnerships. Normally we get, we're there on that day for the launch show and that's the day when we find out who we're going to be partnered with. Like it happens as you see it on TV. As, this is probably the point I've said most on this podcast since I started it um, over a year ago because this is the thing that I get asked all the time and people, especially on Twitter, everyone sort of thinks they know on Twitter and everyone, well, no, no, I think this and I think that, but they don't really know. They, everyone thinks that we get told our partners beforehand and then we have to act you know pretend that it was a surprise but genuinely that has never happened um while i've been on the show we've the moment that you see it on tv obviously it's a pre-recorded show the launch show um so it happens for us you know a couple of weeks before it goes out on tv but that that moment that you see on tv that happened obviously live for us in that moment. And that was the genuine moment that we found out who we were going to be partnered with. It's Tess that tells us in that moment. Um, we never know beforehand. So, but this year, because of all the whole COVID situation, that couldn't happen. Um, they had all these different restrictions and about the studio. So they obviously filmed these little like vignettes that, that to, you know, these little packages where people were meeting up independently because everyone has to stay in their own bubbles and away from each other with all these COVID restrictions. So it was a whole different way of doing it this year. So that obviously they all got told their partners ahead of the launch show this time. 
Um, but I actually thought those these little packages were really nice. They were finding all these different places for everyone to meet up, um, to, to find out their partners. You know, the Royal Albert Hall and one in the Strictly Studio and one in another ballroom and just all, all these nice, uh, nice venues for people to, to do it. And I thought it was shot beautifully. And it was actually a really nice way of doing it. Um, so it didn't, it didn't ruin my experience in any way. I have to say the show as a whole, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I have to commend, I have to really sort of, I want to celebrate everyone that, that works on the show and, and just say what a tremendous job everyone did to, in these circumstances, make the show feel still feel as big as it normally does and it still felt like the Strictly launch show in what was essentially an empty studio like there was I know they had a few audience bits and bobs of audience in there um, but it was a very bare studio and obviously we'll get into talking about the dances and stuff and, but there still felt like there was an atmosphere um, and it still felt exciting and I think at the moment we're all at this point we've all been in this situation for such a long time that we need a bit of joy in our lives at the moment and just something that hasn't, that's not, um, you know, cynical in any way or no one's out to get anyone. Strictly is just a lovely show, um, which is very enjoyable and it, it's a nice watch. And I think everyone just needs Strictly right now. I think it's the nation's show. I genuinely believe that. I'm, I'm not just saying it because I was a part of it. Um, and it couldn't have come at a better time. And I've seen a lot of those sort of comments on social media, like, God, did we need Strictly right now? It, like it, and I, I'm sort of grateful for it existing, really. And, and I just enjoyed the show like that. It felt nice to forget everything for however long it was, hour and a half, something like that. I don't know how long it went on for. But um, just to forget everything for an hour and a half and just be sort of transported back into that little magical world of Strictly. Um, and yeah, and I just thought it was a great show. I, th I think the dancers, the celebs, presenters, to people working on cameras, props, you know, all, all the technicians, lighting, sound, choreographers, um, the band and singers, uh, makeup and hair, costume, like everyone that works on the show in, in whatever capacity has clearly done such an amazing job. And I think this show was proof again of just what a great show Strictly is and what a great team they have um, behind the scenes to, to bring it all together. I didn't know what to expect going into this launch show with, with all the restrictions that were going to be in place. Um, and they just did an incredible, incredible job. It was I knew they'd do a good job. I think this was actually better than I expected. Um, yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it. So to get into the show itself... It kicked off with, I've made a load of notes here, and this is what I'm going to do each week. I'm going to make a load of notes on the show and, uh, and then just talk about it from, from beginning to end. We are thinking about potentially even doing a bit of a phone-in situation, maybe some sort of group Zoom thing. Um, I don't know, it might be a ticketed thing, maybe to, to, to buy tickets for or something like that, and we can all have a group discussion as well as just, I'll, I'll do a review show every week for sure, but maybe we can do some group discussions on Zoom that I'll put out as an extra podcast as well um, that 
uh, maybe it'll be a ticketed thing. I'm, I'm having talks about that at the moment, but for now, it's just going to be me talking about the show and sometimes with my sister as well, because obviously I'm going on tour with Joanne. Um, we start that, we open on October 29th. It's going to be me and Joe are putting out the first UK tour since COVID. Um, which is, I mean, really exciting. Theatre has been in such a state and, and we've managed to bring together a show that sort of parts have burned the floor. Um, we've stripped it right back, obviously, because we've got to make it COVID safe. And one of the things we have to do there is make sure it's a socially distant audience. So we can only sell, like, say, for a thousand seater theatre, we can only sell 300 tickets to, you know, we'd normally sell a thousand. Um because we've got to space everyone out. So we've stripped the show right back just to make the numbers work, basically, to make sure that we can do it and no one goes home losing a massive amount of money. Um, and me and Joe are going to be singing songs from from Burn the Floor, from the album that we made. Um, we're going to be dancing. We we're going to have a dance partner each, Giorgio Iori and Lauren Oakley, who are both really exciting talents, um, telling stories about our careers and answering questions from the audience. So it's going to be quite an intimate show. It's called An Evening with Kevin and Joanne. And, and you can, uh, I think there's still some tickets left, but they have been going very fast. We just announced Grimsby as well, which we didn't think we were going to be able to do. They've opened their theatre. And um, we, uh, I'm, I'm hearing that tickets have, have sort of flown so fast for that one um, back in Grimsby that we might end up putting on another night. I'm not sure yet. Um, but there's still some tickets available in some of the venues. Some of them are sold out, so I'd get in quick. Um, I think there's still some available for the... We're, we're doing a West End show at the Palace Theatre um, where Harry Potter's been on, so that's really exciting. But yeah, so go to kevinandjoanne.com um, to get in quick for the tickets to our socially distant tour. Well, we can talk about Strictly on that tour as well. I think we might as well because Strictly's on at the moment. And like I say, and dancing and singing songs from the album. You can buy the album as well from kevinandjoanne.com. So um, yeah, help yourself to one of them. And hopefully we'll see you there. So I would imagine I'll get Joe onto this podcast as well to talk Strictly every week as we watch it, because we'll be touring together in our little bubble that we're, we're only allowed to basically see each other and our dance partners. Maybe I'll get them on the podcast as well. But from right now, it's just me, because Joe's not available right now. Um... So the show opened, the launch show opened to a pro routine choreographed by Jason Gilkison. Um, it started off on a beach, absolutely gorgeous shots of, um, of the dancers on the beach. Like it looked amazing. Um, they're dancing on the beach and then it came into the studio. One of the sort of techniques we've used as a, as a pro routine sometimes is we'll, we'll be in a location and then cut to the studio. Um, and it just, it immediately just felt like what I was saying about this is so good to have the show back. To me, it immediately just felt like Strictly. It put us in that sort of magical place, seeing all the pros doing their thing. Um, to everybody's free to feel good, which I thought was such a fitting song to um, to do it to. And, and, and I would imagine the thinking behind it was, you know, we've all been in lockdown all year, but now... That, yeah, the message is everybody's free to feel good, and that's what Strictly's there for. Um, I did see some mention of some silliness from um, tabloids and stuff, and a, and, and a few idiots really on Twitter saying, "Oh, well, how can Strictly do that? Outrage, outrage, outrage!" You know, for the eternally offended Twitter and tabloids. Um, 
they just get offended about everything nowadays um saying that oh how can they do, how can they do a song called everybody's free when we're not free during lockdown well if, if you listen to the song it's everybody's free to feel good isn't it that's sort of the point it's on a slightly deeper level than that well, not much deeper it doesn't take that much thinking but you know what they're like um but i thought it was a really fitting song everybody's free to feel good to be the start of this strictly season and gives a, a real good message about what the show is and what it's there for and I'd encourage people, actually, as they watch it, this series, um, just to remember that message and, and remember what Strictly's there for, because I, I know we all love getting so invested in Strictly. And, and halfway through, we get very invested in our favourite couple. And if it doesn't always go the way we want it to with our favourite couple, then we start to kick off about it and we start to blame. Like I've done it as well as a fan and, and, and I've done it even, even being on the show and thinking, oh, why did that happen? And why did that judge say that? And, you know, we can get... And, and people and sort of super fans of the show, which obviously I'm really grateful for all the time, you know, um, the ones that are sort of most passionate about it, they, they start to look to criticise it to, to prove how much they know the show and, oh, they didn't do that right. And just enjoy the show. Like it's the same with, with any sort of niche thing. It happens with things like star Wars or Harry Potter, or, um, I'm a big wrestling fan. It happens with wrestling as well. It's like when you get so invested in it, you, you start to pull it apart and criticize it. And sometimes it's just best to just watch it and just enjoy it for what it is. And it doesn't have to be that every moment is like something that we've got to pull apart and criticize. Um, but you know, everyone's got their opinions and, um, I thought it was an excellent opening to the show with everybody's free to feel good. I guess when it then cut to the studio, I felt a little bit emotional about how there was no audience there. Like as soon as the camera swung around while they were dancing and I think they did such a good job of the way it looks because it still looks very professional and sort of sparkly and clean and, and it looks really expensive, the set. So they've done a great jo job in, in sort of redesigning the set. But you still felt that for a few seconds that there was no audience there. And I just imagined the pros all dancing in there. And I don't know, it, it just like anything, you know, we need audiences back to things as soon as it's safe to do so. And hopefully next year on Strictly, we'll be able to have audiences back. I think... I think I think there's something magical about that live interaction between the performers and the live in-studio audience. There's something very magical about that. The same thing that's magical about live theatre. And it, it's needed. And, and, you know, we're really going to miss having the audience in there, I think, this year. Um, but like I say, they did do a good job of, of making the set itself look good. I think I would have really struggled if I was on the show this year in terms of having no audience because I, I tend to really feed off the audience. Everyone's different in the way they perform. Some people like to go very insular and just, just concentrate on what it is that they're doing and not have any sort of thoughts about the audience. I love to feed off the energy of the audience and I love to communicate a story to the audience and and the feeling of the energy between us and the audience and what they're reacting to. And there's nothing like when the, the, the feeling of when something goes really well, so the end of a dance and, and you hear that roar from the audience and when they just are really showing their appreciation, there's, there's a wonderful energy in the room. Um, so I think 
It'll be interesting as, as we go into the live shows to see how the dancers cope with that. Um, because they haven't got that sort of gauge of the audience and they haven't got that energy coming back. Maybe I think some will thrive on it because it, they'll be focused much more on the dancing itself than pleading, pleasing an audience and the dancing will improve. And, and some might struggle because they, like I would have done, because they don't have that energy to feed off. Um, so yeah, it, it'll, I'll be really interested to see how everyone reacts to it. I wasn't sure at the beginning whether there's any piped in noise of the audience like they do at the football um, and like they've been doing in WWE. Uh, like when, when Tess and Claudia first came out and, and they were socially distancing from each other, they were like a little bit apart from each other on stage. They couldn't stand next to each other. And some of the things that they were saying and making little jokes as they normally would, they always do a great job. I think they're the most re reliable pairing in, in show business, Claudia and Tess. Um, so, you know, they straight away put you at ease. But when they were saying a few things, I think because I wasn't quite aware of, of the audience that were in there yet, I wasn't sure whether there was piped in crowd noises or not. Um, so I don't know. I'd love to ask someone, actually. Um, maybe I'll get someone on the podcast <laughs> who works in that kind of thing. But, um, but obviously there was some, some audience in there little bits of audience sort of dotted on, uh, down one side, it looked like, and they all had to wear their masks. So clearly there were people in there to make noise. Wh whether they could make as much noise as what we were hearing, I don't know. But it did sound cool. What, 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 you know, it didn't sound empty on TV, which is the main thing. Um, I also liked, because as we cut to the judges, they had these cool new podiums. Obviously, Bruno Tonioli can't be there this series because of the um, travel restrictions because he's doing Dancing with the Stars in USA. So there's just the three of them, Motsi, Shirley and Craig. Um, so rather, and they had to have to distance as well. So they've each got this little separate judges podium um, spaced out. And I did think that actually looked really cool. Um, yeah, it, it was excellent. It looked like a whole new set really it still, still sort of kept the vibe of the strictly set but obviously because of everything they've had to do it's like they've re had to redesign quite a few elements of it and and yeah the, the judges single podium thing looked wicked um Motsi looked a million dollars as she came down the stairs uh, go back into the archives of this podcast and it's not that far back it's maybe two or three weeks um and listen to the Motsi Mabuse episode it was one of the best episodes of this podcast that I've done in the since I started she was so interesting to listen to um and I've known her for years when we used to compete against each other on the on the circuit um and I just thought Motsi she's such a great girl and so interesting to listen to and got such a great energy about her wonderful judge on Strictly and I thought she looked a million dollars as she was introduced. Um, so then we got into the, the celebs themselves. And obviously they do those little vignettes of, you know, the little VTs of them saying, you know, I've always loved Strictly. I've always wanted to do it. I think this will be difficult for me or I'd love to do that. Can't wait to do this. Um, and, the, and the pairings up of, of the partnerships. So first we had Caroline Quentin. Um, I'm a massive fan of Men Behaving Badly. I remember watching that years ago. I used to watch that. It was one of the programs that I used to laugh and laugh and laugh at. It was one of my favorite sitcoms. Um, I was made up to hear that, that she was doing the show this year. And 
I think she actually did a little thing on Twitter. One of her VTs was where they ask him, who who is your favorite celeb from Strictly? Like if you want to follow in someone's footsteps. And she said, Stacey Dooley. So obviously I've immediately got a love for Caroline Quentin and I hope that she does really well. Um, I thought it was interesting in her VT that, that she mentioned about the fact that she used to go to ballet school. I think that's one of the best things she could have done. I, I think any celeb that has had dance training in any capacity, it's best to just own it at the beginning of the series. Strictly obviously has to book lots of different standards and, and you know, so that people can have different journeys. There's every year, and it's pointless when people complain about this, every year you're going to get the ones who have never danced before, the ones that don't really, haven't had any dance training, but they can move a bit and might have a bit of a journey, and the ones that have danced before, and then the ones that have done, you know, seriously danced before. Um, and I think, you know, some people get mad about anyone with dance experience coming on the show, you know, but some, you know, sometimes we just want to see great dancing. Um, so Caroline said that when she was a kid, basically, she went to ballet school and she loved it and she loves dancing, um, but she wasn't quite good enough to sort of carry that on as a career. And she was told that in ballet school. That's a bit like when I danced with Kelly Bright. So she was one of the ones that people automatically assume was like, oh, well, she's been to a, you know, she's been to a theatre school. Therefore, she was already a great dancer when she came on, which wasn't really the case with Kelly. She had been to like a drama school, but acting was very much her thing. And she was told at home that she was she was never going to be a dancer. It just wasn't her thing. They used to just laugh at her in her dance classes. Um, so, you know, there were other people on that year that had much more dance experience um, than her. But so... Yeah, what I was saying was, I think the ones that have had any dance experience whatsoever, it's best for them to just own it at the beginning of the series because I think then then it's okay. It's the ones that come on and try and disguise it and say, no, I've never done any dancing in my life when actually we kind of know that they have. That's when the audience kind of, I don't know, smells bullshit a little bit and 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 starts to take against someone. It's like, oh, you're, you're trying to hide it. So I would always say to any celeb, if you've done any dancing before, just say it at the, be at the beginning because no one cares. You know, it's, it's, it's fine as long as you own it. And I think it was really smart for, for Caroline, even if it was only just a little bit of ballet when she was a kid. You know, she's not saying she's some really trained dancer. Um, I think it was smart of her to just own it. Um, and then she was partnered up. I think they were like Shakespeare's Globe or something was their VT, wasn't it? Um, she was partnered up with Johannes. Which already for me makes this a really, really interesting partnership. So uh, Johannes um, came from Burn the Floor. So, you know, I, th I think there's, there's automatically something special about the Burn the Floor dancers. I was obviously on stage with him last year in our um, Burn the Floor tour. And he's just an amazing dancer. And I think he's very quickly become a big favorite. You know, in reality, I think the first year on the show, he didn't have a partner. The second year, which was last year, he danced with Catherine Tilsley and I think they made week, they went out earlier than people expected. It was like week five or six, something like that, maybe seven, I can't remember, but it was a lot earlier than people expected. Um, so to say, he, like if it was week five, to say he's only really done five weeks on the show with a celeb. Um, yet he's still made such a massive impact. Everyone loves him so much. And I get why from working with him in Burn the Floor. Like he's, he's so charismatic and he's such a talented dancer. 
and also a lovely, lovely person. He's just, he's one of the nicest guys you could meet. Um, so I get why people have taken to him. So him with Caroline, I think is a really interesting partnership, um, a different kind of partner to Catherine last year. Um, and I think it's a big year for him. I think it's a big year for Joe. Like I said, I think he's a bit of a fan favorite now. Um, and with someone like Caroline, you know, if, if she can bring out any of that, any dance experience whatsoever and any of her training that she had when she was a kid, I think they, they're capable of doing some really great stuff. And I think this is a big year for him on the show where he could really cement himself as a favorite for years to come. I would not be surprised if I saw them in the final of this. It's very difficult to judge, um, you know, at this point when you haven't seen any of them do their week one yet. So, you know, I'll sort of make predictions, but it's like predicting the Premier League before anyone's kicked the ball. It's like, you just don't know how new players are going to fit in and blah, blah, blah. That's how I feel about Strictly. It's like we've all got our predictions and I often get it wrong when I'm trying to predict. But uh, this is a couple for me to watch. I, I wouldn't be surprised with these two. I, th I think Caroline will surprise us. Um, I think she'll be a great personality. And I think Joe is a, is a big fan favorite and a big talent. Um, and I think he mentioned in the VT uh, about how he's really excited because she's an actor and, and, and he wants to approach it from that side of things. And that's why I compare it to when I danced with Kelly Bright in 2015. Um, I loved dancing with Kelly because of her as an actor. Uh, we, we approached every dance from an acting perspective. So we started every dance with the story that we were going to tell and the characters of who we were. And we really got into that dynamic before we even started on steps. Because I think an actor really understands that and, and can bring out a, a sort of way of being and a character that they can play and a body language before they go about learning the steps. And I actually think that's, that's a great way to work um, if you can get that, if you can do it that way round, and they have the capability to learn the steps to the point where they don't have to think too much, you can get a great performer. Not just talking about a dancer in terms of technique, but you can get a great performer out of a celebrity. So if Joe, if Johannes approaches it from from that side of things, working with Caroline in terms of what character she's playing and what the story is that they're telling every week then they could be onto something really special. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do. Then we had uh, Clara Ampho, um, who, <laughs> she's another one that looked a million dollars in the, in the dress when she came out. I was like, like the, I mean, God, the dress, the wardrobe department on Strictly are the best in the business and they win awards every year anyway. They know how to dress people. But she was one, she was one in particular that came out and I just thought, wow, she looks amazing. Um, so, uh, uh, oh yeah, their VT, um, she's going to be partnered with Aliash. Their VT was at the radio station where she works. Um, so I've never met Clara, but I do know someone, um, who knows her quite well. Um, and I was talking to them maybe a week or two ago, not long after Clara had been announced actually. And... They said that they know her and they said she is one of the loveliest people on earth. So, you know, and they're really, they're really rooting for her and looking forward to it. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do. And I think that came across in the in the VT. Like I say, I've never met her, but um, she does seem like, and I've been reliably informed that she is a really, really lovely person. Um, so I think, I think this is a really exciting one. Um, she's been partnered with Aliash. Now, Aliash, um, we, we came onto the show together in, in 2013. He's another Burn the Floor dancer. So we worked together on Burn the Floor, touring the world um, and dancing in the West End in the same company. And we auditioned on the same day for Strictly. Um, for, we worked together for years. And he's a dancer that I've watched come into Burn the Floor, um, sort of his first year in Burn the Floor. And I've watched him develop and, and grow as a, as a dancer. Like I say, we came on Strictly on the same year and um, he won on his first year but with Abby Clancy back in 2013. And, you know, now he's one of the elder statesmen on, um, on Strictly. This, is his, this will be his eighth year on the show. And I, so he's a really, really good pro. Like he really knows his stuff. Um, ballroom and Latin. I think ballroom in particular, he's, you know, undoubtedly one of the best dancers on the show. Um, but he's, he's, he's a good all-rounder. He's also, he's very good with his partners. Like him, him and his um, celebs always become good mates. And, and, and he's really good. He's a good teacher, Aliash. And, he, and he's, he's good at forming a good relationship with your, with, um, with your celeb, which, which you need to do. You know, it's not just a dance lesson. You need, you need to form a partnership and, and, and it's, 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 I think it's partnerships that people invest in on Strictly and, you know, a, a chemistry between them. And it looks to me like they've developed a good chemistry already. Um, I texted him briefly and he said, yeah, she's great. She's really, um, like, she's a really nice person. And, you know, the first bit of training has gone really well. Um, so... Uh, this is, uh, like I said before, it's difficult to predict right at the beginning. So my predictions will undoubtedly change as the series goes on. Like my opinions will change. But as, as a ridiculous, completely pointless opening sort of bold prediction, before anyone's danced a step, before I've seen anyone in week one, so like I said, this will change. But... Right now, for, for some reason, and I can't really put my finger on it, but I've got a little bit of an instinct, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick Clara and Aliash as my early favourites to win. I don't know why. I don't know how good she is at dancing. We'll see on week one. But just from looking at sort of chemistry and knowing Aliash as a teacher and as a, and as a dancer and from hearing how lovely Clara is and, and how enthusiastic she is, they, at this point, and I realise it's pointless, at this point, Clara and Aliash are my, are my early favourites. Um, I don't know why, I've just got a feeling about it. I've got a good feeling about this partnership. Uh, then we had Ranveer Singh. Um, she, where did they do their BT? It was like, um, oh, they went, they were like walking the dog and stuff, weren't they? <laughs> and, um, she seemed so lovely. Um, you know what you know what I love about Strictly is you, you see all these celebs on TV in their different roles, actors and singers and, and presenters or you know newsreaders, you know wh whatever they do, sport athletes, 
Um, what hits home to me with Strictly is that you immediately sort of see a different person in that celeb. You immediately see how they are just as a normal person, not in their normal role. And um, um, my first instinct when when we went into Ranvi's um, VT was how lovely she seemed. She just seemed like such a, such a lovely, normal person. And uh, yeah, I think she's going to be very likable on the show. Um, she's partnered with Giovanni. Now, Giovanni's taken over my gimmick on the show. He's, uh, I was saying for years, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <coughs> um, because my first four years on the show, sorry, <coughs> I'm coughing. It's not COVID. I've, I've just had a test. It's come back negative. Nobody panic. <coughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Giovanni Panice. Um, so my first four years on the show, I was in the final but didn't win, so, which means you're a runner-up. Um, and, and so I was basically saying for uh, until the end of my sixth year on the show, I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride, because um, I'm always really close and then never quite win. And it's worked out a little bit like that for Giovanni. I think he's been in the final, I want to say three times. I think he's been in the final three times. Um, uh, I think, when did he come in? He came in in 2015, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So he's done five, three finals out of five series. This will be his sixth series. And I heard him say on, uh, on one of the specials, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I was like, oh, that's my line. But um, I get where he's coming from um, because it does start to feel like, oh, it's never quite going to happen. It probably feels like that for Anton as well because he's been in two finals now and not one. Um, it starts to feel like, oh, I'm always close, but never the winner. So I would imagine Giovanni will, will have the bit between his teeth this year. He'll be wanting to get there again. Um, listen, his record speaks for itself. Um, you know, you can, it's possible if with the right partner, with, with, you know, you form a, a connection with a, with a partner and you do some great choreography and they have some ability or they have some personality or whatever, it's possible to have a great run and make the final if, if an audience gets behind you. Um, but to make the final over and over again, it's very, it's very difficult. Um, it, it's, you know, it takes a lot of focus and, and hard work and effort and consistency. So if you look at Giovanni's record, three finals in five years, it speaks for itself. You know, he knows how to get someone to the final. He, he knows what he's doing. He puts the effort in. It means a lot to him. I know from working with him, he, he's competitive and he, he wants to make the final. He doesn't just sort of... He's not on the show just taking a paycheck. He, he wants to work hard with his partners and it'll be no different this year, um, Dancing with Ranveer. He's, he'll, be, he'll be going for it. So uh, again, another partnership that I'm, I'll be looking forward to what he brings out. I think they mentioned they're doing um, Paso Doble as a week one. So, I mean, I, I always think it's bold. I, I always think it's a good idea to go bold in week one. Don't go with something boring. So, you know, this might be a good idea. I suppose for me personally, when I was on the show, uh, Paso was, was my dance. Paso was my, my best dance. So I don't know if, I'd if I personally would like the idea of doing a Paso on week one. 
But I, I doubt that anyone else will be doing Paso. So it's not a bad strategy, actually, just to go in hard, you know, go in with a, go in with a Paso and, and wow everyone. Because I think you have to make impact near the beginning. And especially on a series where there's going to be less weeks, you have less time to make impact um, before it gets to the business end of the season and you want sort of people to be behind you and voting for you. I, I, I pass a, you know, why not? You just, yeah, go in bold. I think they said they're dancing to Beyonce. I'll be interested to see which song it is because um, a Beyonce song was actually pitched to me by the producers um, for uh, Paso when I was dancing with Stacey in 2018. And it was because I had pitched a Beyonce song earlier in the season. It was actually when we did Minions, I, I was pitching um, I'm a Survivor and that we would do Tomb Raider um, on movie week. And then they convinced me that Minions was a better idea, which it turned out to be. Um, but because I'd been pitching this Beyonce song so hard, they pitched to me, right, you can do your Beyonce one, um, you can do your Paso in week 10. And they pitched me this song and I didn't want to do it because I just felt like in week 10, we needed a, a, a more, uh, I don't know, a more traditional Paso that sounded massive because um, we had to make an impact with it. Um, so we went with what turned out to be Stacey's best dance. Um, and But then I know last year, Neil and um, Alex Scott did a Beyonce song for their Paso as well. Um, but that wasn't the one that was pitched to me. So I'll be interested to see which song it is and if it's the same one um, that was talked about me doing with Stacey or not. But um, yeah, why not? Bang a Paso out um, in, in week one, Ranveer and Giovanni. Um, I have to say, I like the little cabaret tables for the couples. So I believe what they're going to be doing this year, by the looks of it, understand I don't have any inside information. I don't work on the show anymore. This is all just me watching it as a fan. Um, and, you know, little bits I get from, from here and there. Um, what I believe is, is, is the case this year is that the dancers and celebs are going to, rather than being up in Claudia's area, cause they can't be that close. They've all got a sort of distance from each other. They're going to be, um, sat around the, the floor on little like round cabaret tables. So they'll also be audience basically. So there'll be the audience on the judges side behind them. And then there'll be the, the couples themselves as, as audience around the floor. And I think that's a really nice idea. It's sort of a little throwback to um, old school Strictly in its first couple of seasons. I remember they had, they had people sat on them little cabaret style tables um, around the edge of the floor. So it's like a little cabaret club. Um, and I think that's nice. And it's nice that the couples will be the audience all sort of sat on these tables applauding each other. I think it gives a nice feel to it. It's a good idea. Then came the Lindy Hop number, the sort of swing number that we saw from the professionals. Oh, what a number. This was excellent. Um, it was another one by Jason Gilkison, who, I mean, shout out to Jason Gilkison. He's another one. You should go back into the archives of this podcast and listen to the Jason Gilkison episode. Um, or, I mean... I don't want to go on too long about him, although I could, because we did a lengthy chat on the podcast already. And anyone that's been listening to this podcast will know about my relationship with Jason. He, I sort of credit Jason with lighting a fire under me and sort of rescuing my career 
um, years ago when I didn't want to dance anymore and I thought I was packing it all in and he invited me to join Burn the Floor which was his show at the time and he is an incredible he was an incredible dancer himself and, and then teacher and now choreographer and he's a creative director on Strictly and the sheer output of creativity like He's, he was doing numbers before 2013, but I think he came on officially in 2013 uh, on this role on Strictly. And he must have put out, he must have done close to or even over 100 numbers on the show. Now that's difficult. It's difficult just to come up with enough numbers for one series of Strictly. Over the years, he, he must have done around 100 numbers or more. Um, and to keep coming up with new ideas, new concepts, um, new choreography, and it still be cool and creative. Um, like he's, he's, he's a genius and, he, and he's the best in the world um, at what he does. Um, I know that Dancing with the Stars in America have been after him before. Uh, like all over the world have, have, have been after him, but Strictly has him and he's the best in the world. And he's one of the reasons why Strictly's such a good show. Um, and, and this swing number uh, from the pros as they, they were in their sort of um, old school costumes, um, oh, it was such a great watch. And it, was, it was such a great bit of choreography. I loved seeing um, the singers out front, like seeing Tommy start it. He's got such a great voice and there's Haley as well, I think I saw. Um, they were out front this time because they could pre-record these things early and, and, and do it in the right way. It was great having them be a part of it. I think Anton even got some more singing in. Um, I actually, a um, couple of months back when all the prep was being done for the choreography um, and I had nothing to do because of lockdown, um, Jace, I was speaking to Jason Gilkerson and, and he said, oh, why don't you just come in and have a play with some of the choreography? So... They were obviously all socially distant, of course. I wasn't allowed near anybody, but um, there were moments in the um, studio, in, not in the, stu the Strictly studio, but in a, in a rehearsal space where there was, there'd be uh, a few of us, Jason and, and, and a couple of the others, like Josh and Ashley, and on a couple of days, some of the pros came in just to sort of workshop a couple of bits of choreography. Um, so I'm <laughs> very, very proud to say I had a very, 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 very small hand in um, the workshop phase of this particular number, this swing number, like a couple of bits of the choreography I recognized because um, we were doing them that day. So I feel like I played a very small part in Strictly this year when I was seeing some of the choreography. Um, in this number um but it was very much jason's number and uh yeah I, I, I can't give it high praise enough it was it was excellent from an excellent group of pros good to see um a lot of people were commenting on uh, josh keith as well he's another one go back in the archives and listen to the joshua keith episode he was he come over from australian dancing with the stars and he's someone i've known from the competition circuit for years excellent dancer and I know a load of people on Twitter were going who's the good looking grey haired guy at Dancing with the Pros that is Joshua Keefe and uh, yeah it was good to see him amongst it he's excellent um, so then we went to the next one we got to um, Harvey I think we still say Harvey don't we I know it's H-R-V-Y but I think his name's Harvey isn't it <laughs> yeah um, so it looks like it looks like he can move a bit obviously he's a pop star so 
we assume that he might be able to do uh, a bit of movement. I don't know. I've never been to one of his concerts, so I don't know how much he dances in those concerts. But um, just from the VT, and you can't always tell from these, but he looks like he can move a little bit. So, um, you know, and he's young. He'll have lots of energy and enthusiasm. Um, th th there's a weird thing um, about an argument. You know when people kick off at the beginning of Strictly, but it's the same thing every year. It's like, oh, well, I don't know who that is. Therefore, they're not a celebrity, which I think is slightly silly. Um, because, you know, people, people are famous for what they do, but if you're not into that thing that they do, then you might not know who they are. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't watch every episode of Coronation Street. I probably couldn't tell you everyone in Coronation Street, but that doesn't mean they're not famous. I mean, you know, some people are bang into Coronation Street. Someone in WWE is, to me, is the most famous person in the world, but to a load of people who don't watch WWE, they won't know who it is. Um... And equally, you know, to massive fans of Strictly, the pros will be really famous people that people will be excited to meet. But the people who don't watch Strictly, they won't know, <laughs> won't know who we are. Um, you know, my mum wouldn't have a clue who Michael Jordan is. You know, the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, big show on Netflix recently. He was one of the most famous people in the world, but my mum wouldn't know who he is. So the argument of, I don't know who that is, so how can they be a celebrity, sort of doesn't work. Um, and, and I saw it aimed at Joe Sugg when he was coming on. Well, he's just on YouTube. He's not a celebrity. And it's like, well, he's got more followers than anybody in the show. So I would imagine he is a celebrity. Um, that's a bit like, I've seen a little bit of the same stuff that was aimed at Joe Sugg um, is aimed at Harvey this year. Well, he's not a proper celebrity. I'm like, well, he's got millions of followers and he's performed concerts at, in Wembley Arena. You know, <laughs> Pat sold out Wembley Arena. So... There's enough people know who he is, trust me. <laughs> um, he'll have a big following. Um, he was partnered with Jeanette Manrara, another one who came on the show um, the same year as me. Um, could this be Jeanette's first final? Um, she's, it, surprisingly, Jeanette, um, as, as one of the sort of more prominent dancers on Strictly now, because this will be her eighth year, I don't believe she's ever been in the final with one of her partners. I know she had a great year in 2014 with Jake Wood, where she took Jake Wood to the semi-final, but just missed out. Um, so, you know, I, I imagine getting a partner like Harvey, if he's got enthusiasm and energy, and if it turns out that he can dance, Jeanette will be really going for it this year, because, you know, she'll, she might see this as, as a chance to make her first ever final. Um, and I'll be really pleased for her. If, if, if that happens. Um, so I would expect her to throw in a lot of great choreography. If, you know, if, if, she, if she identifies him as someone who's capable, then um, I would expect to see some fiery choreography. I'm looking forward to seeing like, what she can do with a salsa with him. Um, yeah, so Harvey and Jeanette. Uh, then we went on to Jason, uh, Jason Bell, the NFL player. Uh, former NFL player, uh, so likable, this guy. Now, see, see, here's an example. I don't watch NFL, so um, I, I wasn't immediately aware of Jason. Um, but I, I saw the, re the social media reaction when he came, was announced as a celebrity. Um, there was loads of people going, oh my God, he's ace, he's amazing, he's, he's so great. Um, 
so there's loads of people that are sort of, sort of really into him and clearly like he's a really charismatic guy um, I really took to him straight away as soon as he came on screen he seems like a really sort of um, open and friendly and energetic guy so I actually I think he'll be really likable he might be one of those sort of um, surprise hits of the series that you know people don't see coming um, and he's partnered with Luba so um, Luba danced in one of my tours a couple of years ago I've hired her before uh, as a dancer talented girl and you know for, for Luba she's been around the show for a few years um, and then last year finally sort of was officially on with a, with, with a partner um, but she went out first so I feel like the audience haven't really had an opportunity to see what Luba can do yet um, so with someone like Jason this year, um, Luba will be looking at it as, as a, not only, you know, will she want Jason to do as well as possible and, and, and throw everything into it. She'll be seeing this as her opportunity to show the audience what she's capable of with, with a, with a partner that's perhaps more capable of, of, of doing stuff. And, um, yeah, so like in the same way that I was saying about, say, Jeanette will be aiming to get her first final. Giovanni will be aiming to try and finally get that win. Uh, Johannes, it's a big year for him. You know, like, like that's what I'm going to do on this podcast, by the way. I'll be talking a lot about the pros, I think, because I'm so sort of close to them and I know what they're going through as well as the celebs. Um, so Luba, I know, will be seeing this as like, right, this is my opportunity to show what, to show what I can do with a celeb, to, to show what choreography I can bring, to you know, really form a partnership here. So I imagine she'll be, she'll be going big guns on this one. Um, Jamie Lang, I'm so glad he's back. Obviously, he had an injury last year on the launch show. He hasn't had an injury on this launch show, um, so we're all good. Um, you know, obviously last year he was supposed to be dancing with OT. We all know what happened. He got injured. They brought in Kelvin Fletcher as a last minute replacement and he went on to win. So, <laughs> so which can't have been that easy for Jamie. Um, so I'm really glad he's back. And actually, I think they made a good decision in that the, the, um, the producers sort of twisted it on us because I think a lot of us probably assumed that he was just going to be partnered with OT because that was the original plan. But I think it was good because one, it was a, it was a little bit of a surprise for us all. And two, um, I f oh yeah, I, f I forgot for a second what I was going to say for my second point. And two, it takes the pressure off him a bit because I think there'll be this pressure of like everyone will compare him to Kelvin if he's dancing with OT because that was the original plan. So I think it's a good move by the producers that he doesn't have to deal with that pressure and he can just start a whole new partnership afresh. And he's been partnered with Karen, who obviously is the most experienced pro, uh, female pro on the show. This will be her ninth year on the show. Yeah, that's right. This is her ninth year on Strictly. So she joined in 2012. So she's the most experienced female pro um, on the show. So he could not be in more capable and safe hands. Karen is obviously an extraordinary dancer um, from, uh, you know, w with a lot of other stuff to her, what, what do you say, other strings to her bow, is that how you say it? Um, you know, she's not just a Borum and Latin dancer, she's a contemporary dancer that trained in one of the most prestigious 
schools um, in America. She trained at the, the, the Martha Graham School um, and, uh, you know, trained as a ballet dancer from a very young age. Um, she, um, you know, she, she went through the, the fame school, um, as in fame, the, mu- the movie, the musical, that, you know, based on that school. It's a real school in New York, and she went to that school. So she's... You know, probably she's she's got the most sort of experience as a dancer all round out of everyone on the show. Um, she's been she was in the final before with Mark Wright, who was also a reality TV star similar to Jamie Lang. So he was from Only Way is Essex. Jamie Lang's from Made in Chelsea. So it has that similar feel about it as a partnership. So um, this I don't know. This could be. This could be another final for Karen. Who knows? Um, and I know Jamie will be giving everything to this because he lost out on the chance of doing it last year. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think this will be a really fun partnership from the the hair twins of, of um, Jamie Lang and Karen. What is it with the short blonde hair this year? It's like the year of the short blonde hair. J- Jamie Lang's got sort of short white blonde hair. Karen's done hers like that. Gorka's done his as well. It's like everyone's got this short sort of Eminem hair. Um, it must be it must be the fashion. I don't think I'll bother doing mine. Um, then we had a uh, um, an artist act. We had Graziano and Nadia and Neil and Nancy. Now, obviously, I feel for these four because they're the ones that are not going to be dancing with a partner this year. There's less celebs to go around this year, so it was going to be difficult. Um, but you know you feel for them um but perhaps it mean it means that we're going to be seeing more of them doing the artist acts um than the others you know that'll be where they get to shine a lot um and when when i say artist acts i mean like the musicians and singers that come on the show and perform and they have dancers perform with them um and that's another one in the archives of the podcast. Go back and listen to um, the Neil Jones episodes. We've just done them the last couple of weeks. There's two weeks in a row, parts one and two. Um, I had a lot of fun with Neil. He's another dancer I've known. I've known Neil since I was a kid. And if you, you listen to the podcast, you'll know. But there's a lot of stories about me basically stealing his partners, um, <laughs> including on Strictly. I danced with Alex Scott a couple of times last year. Uh, but we had a really funny chat about all that. Um, and Nadia, who obviously has had a partner for the last couple of years, um, it's a shame for her that she doesn't get to have a, a, a celeb this year. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure next year um, there'll be more celebs to go around, so there'll be more opportunity. Um, but if I can talk about Gratz and Nancy, Graziano and Nancy, these two... Um, are so underrated as dancers, it's unbelievable. Um, Graziano and Nancy are both Burn the Floor dancers as well. Um, They were on our Burn the Floor tour last year, so we were all touring together. And um, I think people haven't seen the best of Grats yet on on Strictly. I think for whatever reason, I think because, you know, he's such a good-looking young lad with his long hair and fast spins and... And, and all of that, and, and he's Italian, you know, he just looks the part. And I think him and Vic, when they danced together, Vic Hope, um, on the first year, it, it sort of didn't quite go as well as, as well as they'd hoped, and they went out earlier than people expected. And for, for whatever reason, people started assuming that 
Gratz was sort of all about himself and all of this, and he wasn't showing his partner off. And I, like, I can't stress enough how how far from the truth that is. Um, he's, Gratz is one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's one of the most gracious, um, just one of the most gracious and kind people in the world. Him and his fiance Jada. Um, he proposed to Jada on stage in Burn the Floor last year and it was such a lovely moment and um, you could not hope to meet a nicer a nicer couple and, he, and they're also really hard working and, and, and Gratz, I think anyone who came to the Burn the Floor tour will see would have seen just how good of a talent he is. He's, an, he's a terrific dancer and, and he really for me like he really came into his own on the burn the floor tour last year and i think it's a shame like i say that he hasn't got a partner again this year um because like i would love for the strictly audience to see just how good he is i, th I think the strictly fans don't know yet because they haven't seen the best of him but trust me if he, if he gets another opportunity i know he did the christmas special with chizzy last year and uh, and they were great and chizzy said she loved dancing with him and um, he actually, you know, uh, quickly formed a good partnership with her and they did a great routine. You should go, go back on YouTube and check that, that out just to see just how good he is. Um, I would love to see him given another chance at some point. And I'd also love to see Nancy given a chance at some point, you know, maybe when there's more celebs to go around. Um, another Burn the Floor dancer that went, was on tour with us last year. Um, so for anyone who came to see the tour, they would have known we, we did a, a sort of trilogy of numbers at the beginning of the second act that was um, based on Carmen, the, the opera. Um, it was three numbers in a row. We were telling the story of Carmen. And it was basically the sort of leads of that number was me, Graziano and Nancy. And Nancy was playing the Carmen figure who we were both sort of in love with. And me and Graziano were playing these characters who were fighting over Nancy. And it got to to uh, to such a point that we end we end up sort of killing Nancy at the end of the series and staring each other down the end of the series the end of the you know piece that we were doing and staring each other down and Nancy was the centerpiece of this number as Carmen and she was wonderful and and I know the Strictly producers came to see the show and um, and offered her a job and I'd like to think it was sort of after seeing her in Burn the Floor uh, she's a just a cracking dancer. I know Stacey loves watching her dance. She, she's always saying, when are they going to give Nancy a chance? I'd love to see Nancy given a chance for the celeb because uh, she's another one. I don't know whether, I don't know whether the Strictly fans have seen how good she is yet. Um, and I'd love everyone to uh, have the opportunity to see that. But yeah, a great number by these four. I really, I really enjoyed it. Some great dancing. I love the bit where Nancy did the slow ronde towards the camera where she just held it like that strength in her leg to just hold it slowly and move the leg around. It was really classy. Um, then, oh yeah, then we got to Nicola Adams. Um, this was at the Royal Albert Hall, this VT. So sweet. She just seems so sweet in these VTs. I've been a big fan of Nicola Adams for, for a while. I, I like my boxing and, uh, and she was excellent. And um, do you know that there was a bit, um, there was a bit when she was being interviewed, like and she was so lovely and she had this like sweet little laugh, and I thought, oh god, she's such a nice person. Um, and she was asked, um, "Are your eyes on the prize?" Now, the normal answer to this from any celeb or pro normally is, "Oh well, no, we're just, you know, we're gonna, 
uh, take each week as it comes and just do our best. And we're just here to have fun. We're not even really thinking about winning. And because you don't want to come across like you're over competitive or think you can win because you assume that if you come across like that, then no one will vote for you. So, so everyone tries to do their best, even if they're thinking, yeah, I think we can win this. You don't say it because you just want, you want to appear a bit more humble than that. <laughs> so, um, you want everyone to think you're the most humble person in the world. And I've never even thought about winning, which of course everyone thinks about it. Um, and when I danced with Stacey, in 2018, on our first interview together, they, they asked her, do you think you can win? She said, yes. And I thought, <laughs> I thought right, that's it. We're going out early. Just because she said that, everyone's going to take against us. Everyone's going to think, you know, <laughs> we're a bit eyes on the prize and no one's going to vote for us. Um, and then she went on to win. Um, so I thought it was hilarious when someone asked Nicola, um, so have you got your eyes on the prize? And she went, do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was such a lovely moment. And I thought, good on her. Like she, she actually just went, yeah, why not? I want to win. It was very honest of her. Um, but I think it was so sweet the way, the way she did it. And like, there's nothing cocky about her, whatever. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a really lovely moment. And she's been paired with Katya, which I think is uh, going to be a great partnership. Katja's terrific at choreography. She always brings something new every year that we perhaps haven't seen before. She's a very interesting choreographer. And so I think with this new challenge of uh, dancing with a woman rather than a man, um, she's, she's going to fight. She's going to see this as a, as a new challenge for her choreography and you could see how excited she was in the VT when she saw that she'd been partnered with Nicola. Like she was really excited that she got this opportunity and um, obviously, you know, it's the first time that two females have been partnered together on Strictly, um, which is it's just great. It's so interesting. Like it, it makes me sort of like I can't wait to watch. Um, so that's uh, these are it's probably one of the most exciting partnerships of the last few years, I think, Nicola and Katya. And uh, yeah, let's, let's see how, how they go about it and what they can produce. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, then we got Jackie Smith paired with, with Anton. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is, this is going to be a lovely partnership. A lot of people I've already, I've already seen saying, oh, these will be the first to go. But I think, I don't know. I think people that immediately say that are writing off Anton and I don't know why anyone would ever write off Anton. He's got this ability to take people that you wouldn't expect to be able to do great dancing, you know, and, and, and Jackie's probably one of them. I don't know whether, I don't know, she might be a great dancer, but the general consensus is that, you know, she might not be great um, in terms of, you know, any dance experience or whatever. Um, but Anton has this ability to form a great partnership with people and he's very charming and very patient and, and, and he's great entertainment and people, people love him and, and he's, he knows what he's doing. He's been on this show for, I don't know how long Strictly has been going now, 17 seasons or whatever it is, 18 seasons. And he's been there since season one. He knows this show inside out and he knows what he's doing. And he's taken people, I've seen him time and time again, take dancers that everyone said would be out first, take them to somewhere near the end or Blackpool or the final or whatever. So there was a great moment where, um, where 
they were dancing and like in the field or something and and he said right let the head go and then Jackie tried something he said no all right don't let the head go <laughs> and just just classic Anton like bantering with his partner she'll have a great time Jackie will uh dancing with him um and who knows she might be the next Ed Balls and that is no bad thing I know she said she phoned him to ask for advice it's no bad thing to be the next Ed Balls Ed Balls was a sensation on Strictly so who knows Right, then next we had Maisie Smith. So, she's been partnered with Gorka. So Maisie Smith, you'll, as you'll all know, if you're Strictly fans, um, won the Children in Need special uh, last year. The, the Strictly Children in Need special last year with um, a very handsome young partner. <laughs> um, with me. So, me and Stacey won last year in, the, in Children in Need and... So I said to her then afterwards, I said, she was so, so good. Like, she's a phenomenal dancer. Um, I said to her then, like, yeah, I tell you what, off the back of this, I wouldn't be surprised if the producers ask you to be part of the main show next year. And, and she said to me, oh, God, I love that. Um, and I remember sort of sticking around that night and, and she said to me, it would be my absolute dream to be on Strictly like I would just love it and she really enjoyed the experience last year she had a great time so when she was announced I was so made up for her and I texted her and I was like go get them champ you <laughs> add to that glitter ball collection um, so if she wins this year she'll have two glitter balls to her name which is as many as my sister <laughs> I mean she'll have the children in need and the main one um, She'll have, you know, more, more glitter balls than some pros. Um, but I tell you what, she is going to be cracking to watch on this series. If you saw the Children in Need special last year with us, you'll know how good she is. Um, and if, if you haven't seen it, then you're in for a treat. Um, honestly, we met on it for our first session last year and we only had about 20 minutes for our first session because she was in between like filming EastEnders. And I, I thought I would just have a little chat with her and sort of maybe even throw in one step or two just to start off the routine because we were going to have a full session the next day. And I said, right, you've only got 20 minutes. And literally, I taught her the whole routine in about 20 minutes and she nailed it. And we filmed it and sent it off to the producers. Um, and, was like, and I just said, this girl is so talented. Um, so Gorka... Has, has been given an absolute bit of gold dust for this year. Um, I can def and he'll be chomping at the He's another one. It's a big year for him. Like He'll be chomping at the bit to do well because um, obviously he didn't have a partner this year. So there'll be a part of him thinking, right, I'm going to show you what I can do this year. So I imagine he's going to really go for it, pull out all the stops. And he's got someone very, very capable um, to do it with this year. Um, I think they'll be the early front runners. I think they'll be top of the leaderboard. And I would encourage people not to get into that zone where it's like, oh, well, it's not fair. Da, 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 da. Just enjoy them. Enjoy the, you know, Gorka as a professional and Maisie as the celeb. Enjoy what they put out every week. A bit like last year, um, Ashley Roberts and Pasha. Like Ashley Roberts was so good, or Faye and Giovanni. Not sorry, this 2018, not last year. Um, 
Faye and Ashley were both such great dancers right from the start. But what was quite lovely was that everyone just really enjoyed watching them rather than sort of get on their back about them being good. So I'd encourage everyone to just really enjoy some great dancing on Strictly because I have absolutely no doubt that um, Maisie and Gorka will deliver great dancing. Um, like I say, we won, me and Maisie won the Children Need Special. She probably could have won it dancing on her own without me. Um, she was that good. So I, I'm, they are going to be great to watch and I can't wait. Um, Gorka looked like he was wearing my um, blue shirt. There's, there's this blue shirt on, on Strictly that a few people have worn, and I wore it on my very first show with Susanna Reid doing the Jive week one <laughs> on Strictly, on my very first year. Um, and I'm sure that was the same or, or, or very similar a shirt. They would have had to modify it a bit to put it on Gorka because it's a very different build to me. <laughs> but I'm sure it was the same one. Oh, they, they said they're doing... Um, Samba as their first dance, and I think that's a really good choice. Really vibrant, um, energetic Latin dance to kick off week one. I have no doubt that this is going to be epic, and I think that's uh, a really good choice. Kelvin and Oti did Samba first. We know how that turned out. Speaking of Kelvin and Oti, um, they did their dance, their sort of their show dance from last year, and I felt for them a little bit because they had this restriction of. Because OT's competing in Strictly with um, with Bill Bailey, we'll talk about that in a minute. She's not allowed. She'll be in that bubble, so she's not allowed to come within a certain distance of Kelvin. So they would have had to go through that whole process and put together that routine socially distanced. So they couldn't do their whole routine, and they could only do the sort of main side by side bits. They couldn't do some bits of the routine because they couldn't have any contact and come together. So it was slightly difficult for them um, to perform this. Um, so, you know, if, if anyone found that a bit odd, it was, yeah, it was just because of those restrictions. But um, still great to see Kelvin back in the ballroom and see the champs come back and do their dance. It's always, it's always a nice moment on the launch show, I think. Um, and that was a particularly good show dance as well. Um... Who did we have next? Uh, JJ Chalmers uh, dancing with Amy was the next one. I'm hearing that he is um, he is like the nicest man on the planet. Just from a couple of mates I've got in the show that said, oh, he's absolutely lovely. Like a really, really nice guy. And dancing with Amy, I think they may win the award for the sweetest couple ever. Um, because Amy is an absolute sweetheart. She's one of my favorite people on Strictly. Um, so these two will be so wholesome and so nice. Um, he said that like Prince Harry was his mate. Um, I think that that's from the Invictus games, isn't it? That, that, um, and that Prince Harry was encouraging him to do Strictly and all that sort of thing. And, and I thought it was really lovely of him how, you know, he saw... He was, he was telling Tess how he saw coming on Strictly as a really proud moment for him, he, that, you know, he never thought that he, he, he would see himself in this position doing Strictly Come Dancing, and he was really sort of proud to be doing it, which is a really lovely spirit. Um, yeah, so like I say, um, who knows about the dancing? We're yet to see. We'll wait for week one. Um, Amy obviously was in the final, uh, first final last year um, with Karim. So she really brought it last year and um, 
Uh, I've messaged her about that last year. Like, I just I was so proud of her last year because I think she really, really went for it. She just had a documentary out. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it this week. Um, you know, with some of her struggles, and I'm really proud of Amy. She's she's a really nice girl, and she works really hard, and she's one of the best members of the team. Um, so I just expect this partnership to be a lovely partnership. She's another one. <laughs> Listen, I've got so many like, archives of this podcast. So we, we did uh, a Strictly Speaking episode where we we're breaking down her season with Karim last year. You should go and listen to that. Then we got on to Bill Bailey, who has been partnered with Oti Mabuse, reigning champ. Just so funny. I, I was laughing out loud. I was watching it on my own, this show, because Stacey was away. Um, and... You know, like normally if you're on your own, things aren't quite as funny, but everything that was coming out of Bill Bailey's mouth, I found so funny. And I think he's going to be great value at this series. Um, he, he plugs like Craig Revel Horwood's book at some point that he said he's been learning dancing from. And he described it as like, um, yes, it was informative and blah, 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 and surprisingly violent. Um, <laughs> just hilarious. Um I think they said they're doing the cha-cha first. Um, OT, obviously very capable, um, great dancer, um, reigning champ. Um, so I just, yeah, I think this will be a fantastic... I think they're going to do really well. I think it'll be a fantastic partnership. And I don't think for one second these two are going out early. I think they'll be somewhere near the end. I, I think they'll be sort of everyone's favourite. Um, yeah I actually do you know what I think he's going to be a better dancer than we think I think sometimes when a comedian comes on the show we just assume they're there to be funny and he will be but I also think he'll be a better dancer than we expect he knows music and he knows rhythm and from the little clips that we saw from the launch show you know little the little bits like the big launch show dance at the end actually he wasn't that bad and I, yeah, I, I think they're going to do really well, this couple. And I'm really looking forward to, to, to seeing it on week one. And next up, we had Max from The Wanted, um, who is going to be dancing with Diane Buswell. The first thing I, I thought when Max came on and started talking was he sounds just like Gary Neville. I didn't know he was Northern, but um, yeah, he sounds just like Gary Neville. So obviously the last time we had someone from The Wanted on the show, um, it was Jay McGuinness who won the show. So, you know, if, if, if that's anything to go by, then we could have a real good one on our hands. Although he did say, and he ha I have seen in a couple of interviews, obviously Jay was a slightly different kettle of fish. Um, he did say, you know, Jay was the one that choreographed all the stuff in The Wanted and he was the dancer of the group, whereas the others couldn't dance because obviously Jay was a sort of one of the more trained dancers coming into the show. Um, he, he, he sort of had a lot of training. I think my mum and dad actually knew Jay McGuinness's dance teachers and there was a couple of videos that we all saw um, of him doing contemporary dancing and stuff um, before. So... I don't know if Max has had any dance training like that. So just because he's in the wanted, it might not be, it might not be the same sort of thing. He, he might be going from scratch. 
Um, but he's in good hands with Diane. Obviously, Diane's been in the final before with, uh, with Joe Sugg, which was an excellent partnership. Um, I think this will be a really energetic partnership. And Diane will probably be thinking, you know, I think her and Dev probably went out too early last year. I think Dev was, was, was very good and I think they just got unlucky and, and unexpectedly got eliminated last year very early, about week four or something. Um, so she'll be wanting to, uh, to get back into the sort of business end of, of the series this year. And with a partner like Max, you know, I think he'll, he'll clearly be popular with the, with the ladies watching. He's a good looking fella. Um, and like I say, there'll be a lot of wanted fans out there as well. Like, um, that'll be keen to see him after Jay was so good. Um, so I think there's no reason why they can't be front runners. I, th I think they'll do well. I think they'll get a lot of votes. So, on the whole, looking through all of these partnerships, I think I think it's going to be a cracking series. I think I think there's no one there that I'm sort of not invested in already. I'm I'm excited to see all of them, and I think it's really shaping up to be a good um, a good series. I think that there's some cracking partnerships and. That's been the general reaction on social media as well, is that people are really genuinely excited to see what's coming here. And when is week one? Is it week one next weekend or is there a two week break like normal? I'm not even sure. I think it might be next weekend. Um, but yeah, I, I just, like I said at the beginning, I think Strictly is the show that everyone needs right now. I think the producers have pulled out an absolute blinder with these partnerships and every single partnership is going to be interesting to watch. Um, so I'm just looking forward to it. Obviously, we, we had the big dance at the end that they always do at the end of a launch show. Um, that was the last few years that's been choreographed by Matt Flint. And I believe it was again this year. Um, and Matt was actually, he's a good friend of mine, Matt Flint, an excellent choreographer. Um, he was my dance captain on uh, Dirty Dancing in the West End, the musical back in 2010, long before either of us were working on Strictly Come Dancing. Um, yeah, 10 years now I've known Matt. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's wicked. And so he always choreographs the big group dance at the end. Um, it, was, it, was, it was an awesome dance. And obviously he had the added thing of, you know, the, the, the social distancing stuff that he had to take care of. And even he wasn't allowed too close to them when putting it together. So he had to stay back. So I think he said in an interview, that was a bit of a challenge. Um, it's, it's difficult to pick out too much because you only see little clips of them. But like I say, I, I do think Bill Bailey already looked like he sort of knew what he was doing, like better than we perhaps thought. Um, Maisie obviously um, is a great dancer. Um, so, you know, there's a couple of things to pick out, but I think from looking at them, at the beginning, it's difficult to suggest who's going to be the best and who isn't. Um, but yeah, just I'm, I'm going to be watching every week, enjoying the show, watching as a fan, cheering on all my friends. I wish the pros all the best. I wish the celebs all the best. And so what we're going to do, like I said at the beginning, we're going to do a review show every week on the podcast. And listen, it's not my aim with this podcast to... Um, to be negative in any way or shitty towards anyone or any of that. Like I'm just, it's not really my bag. And I know sometimes, sometimes people who leave the show, they sort of like to go about 
making controversial comments and saying things about the show and trying uh, I think sometimes it's for attention sometimes they feel like you know everyone needs to hear their opinion and this dance wasn't good and uh, that's just not really my thing so I've, I've got no intention of trying to sort of be controversial in any way um I'd probably get more listeners if I was and I, I know that but that's not really what I'm about I just I want to celebrate the show I want it to be a feel-good podcast as much as, you know, uh, as much as the show is a feel-good show. Um, so I'll be talking about the show. And I suppose what I can bring to it is one, knowledge of the show itself, experience of being on the show and, and knowing what everyone's going through. I'll be, I'll be able to talk about why they might have chosen certain songs or certain concepts and why that would work for them or not, you know, decisions behind choreography and things like that. We can talk about some of the technique of the, of the dances that they've done well or struggled with or, or whatever, you know, we can break down things like that in, in terms of knowledge of ballroom and Latin dancing um, for each couple. So I plan for it to be quite in depth like an in-depth breakdown of of all of each of the dances and how the shows have gone and the scores and, and stuff. Um, but it's not my intention at any point to try and do anything controversial or to, you know, slag anyone off or anything like that. Cause I don't like, I don't think it's needed. Um, yeah. So basically it's, it's just going to be a nice discussion about, about the show from an old guy who used to be on it but I'm really looking forward to it and like I say we might get in some zoom sessions as a thing as a ticketed thing maybe to um have a bit of a make it a bit like 606 the, the football phone in on the radio where people, fans can call in and complain about the ref or you know <laughs> talk about their football team it'd be nice to sort of hear from fans and say well I think this one should have been scored higher or these are my favorites for the win or you know whatever stuff like that I'd quite like to do something like that but if I'm going to be upping the amount of podcasts <laughs> we might need to make it a, a ticketed thing because I'm going to be on tour as well at the same time um so it might be difficult to to stay on top of it in, in the moment but i'm going to do my best to bring you a breakdown every week in a review show of strictly but in the meantime enjoy it enjoy the show like i'm gonna enjoy the show and uh i was gonna say keep dancing then that'll be a bit cheesy wouldn't it but yeah why not keep dancing and keep safe everybody and i'll see you next time